You're here, I'm pleased. I really dig your company. Hey guys, welcome to the Just Saying Podcast with me, Danny. I'm glad to have you here, actually. Every time we get together, it's a great time for me. So, let's get the business out of the way. If you are new, shout out to you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Woo, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> we don't have a soundboard here, so I got to do all the sounds myself. But thank you for coming. If you have not yet, hit the notification button or the subscribe button for whatever platform you are on. I appreciate it so much. Also, if you are on iTunes, make sure that you are rating and reviewing this podcast. Now, if you're new, you want to do that after you finish listening to this episode because you don't know how you feel about it yet. But if you haven't done so yet and you are a, a um, continued listener, first of all, let me just say welcome back in my uh, <laughs> welcome back Carter voice. And don't forget for you too to just go ahead on and rate and review this if you are on iTunes. Also, I'm out here on them social media guys. I'm hitting Instagram heavy. I'm also throwing you things out there at Twitter and I'm on Facebook. All of that is at Just Saying Podcast or JSP. And so if you want to just find me out there, go ahead on and do so. Thank you for getting that business out the way. Let's get started. Child, you are responsible for your own triggers. Now, that's the best line in this whole daggone episode. But like I said before, I wasn't going to be able to get to any of this until I got the results. So that's why, you guys, we're going to have to cover two episodes in one because they left me off at the wrong place. But of course, they needed to give you that results on the second one because you know (laughs) the comeback is what's important so let's get started on part one just so that we could get the 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 backstory because I think that you you are responsible for your own triggers is what this thing should have been called anyway so that's gonna be the title of this podcast well you already know that (laughs) because you read it already but let's get into it so we got mama daddy and three girls Nicole Whitney and Brittany Whitney and Brittany ain't twins y'all just so you know Anyway, mama and daddy were married. Then, well, or they were together. I don't even know if they were married, but I can say that they were together and then they got, they were separated by divorce or breakup. I don't know, but they were. So daddy used to come over and pick up the girls, right? And in picking up the girls, one of the times they came home while Nicole, who was the oldest, was I think she was three and Brittany was two. Um, or they were three and four. I can't remember, but they were two, three, four years old. OK, when they were young, daddy brought the kids home, the girls home one day and mama decided that she saw blood in Brit Whitney, who was the middle child's panties she immediately went into the panic and she called him the dad and was like what you did you touched my baby I, I, I. you're you're a rapist you're molester she takes the babies to the hospital 
um, daddy was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I never touched these girls. Something, something, something. Well, when they get to the hospital, in talking to Ayala, Ayala was saying that um, there is, you know, they did some background checking and all of this. And when they did the background checking, um, because since mama said that the kids went to the hospital and all that, you know, you can get those records. So, um, if the, you know, if the parents release them, of course, I guess they released the, the rights to them. I don't know how it works, but I staff got the information maybe from the courts or something, but somehow it came out that there was mama didn't see blood in the panties. What it was, was kool-aid that had seeped through the baby's clothes probably from like the car seat you know you put the baby in the car seat the kids just sit the popsicle down now their legs is all sticky and whatnot mama said it was blood the hospital said it was not blood so um i guess they must have went to court for some kind of visitation or something but however it worked mama got the news that it wasn't blood Mama decided lies, everybody lying. She said she felt like somebody switched the panties out. I don't know why they would do such a thing, but you never know. So, okay, Mama said that they switched the panties out. And so Mama was like, you ain't going to see these kids because you done molested them and I don't got time for that, right? Now, I know some people are going to be like, Kool-Aid, for real. Um, I think it was cool. It was Popsicle, not Kool-Aid. But anyway, um, you know, people going to be like, hmm, I don't know who you get them mistaken. But at the same token, we have so many stories where we have adult women now saying that they were molested younger and their parents didn't do anything about it. So, you know, I can understand mama feeling like there was a situation. She jumped, jumped ahead and went and tried to handle it. Um, and so, you know, there we have it. Now, where we are now is that these are grown women, Nicole, Whitney, and Brittany, and their mom told them that they were molested by their father. So now these are grown women who now have been living with their, their truth that their father molested them when they were young. Okay. Now here's where we get into the big situation. Nicole has always stuck to the story that her father has never molested or raped her, okay? Whitney has stuck to the story that her mama is telling the truth and that she was raped by her father when she was little or that some kind of inappropriate touching happened when she was little because her mama told her so. So at this point as adults, Whitney and Nicole do not get along. So much so that when they both come on set and see each other, it's almost immediately a fight, okay? These two just go at it, okay? I mean, to a point where they were trying to physically fight and Ayala had to jump in the middle of them. There were um, security that was coming out to do it. And Ayala was jumping in the middle and she was telling Nicole, like, you can't behave like this on TV. You're a grown woman and you're a mother of five children. And so, you know, don't be a black woman on TV acting a daggone fool for the cameras. And, um, you know, it was just horrible horrible things to at one point um being said to each other so at one point 
um, Nicole tells Whitney that she that Whitney is so worked up and irritated by Nicole's presence because she was saying that the demons inside of Whitney are irritated by Nicole's spirit. And I was like, whoo, child, you didn't hit me with a whole <laughs> line. I ain't never heard nobody use on anybody, but you know, sometimes that may even be the case, okay? Um, so these girls just like, you know, kept going at it, kept going at it. And they're really going at it because, you know, they're going off of what their parents have been giving them because there came a point when Nicole, um, Nicole, Nicole's mom, the girl's mom went so far as to say a couple of very damaging things. One was their mama um, was feeding to Whitney that Nicole was abusive to her when they were kids, like little kids, which I just didn't understand why mama would be like, she would be saying like, oh yeah, Nicole was throwing toys at you and she she uh, beat you up when I had you at the hospital. And I'm like, they a year apart. How could the one-year-old beat up the baby? Like, who who, who was giving the baby to the one-year-old? This doesn't even make any sense. So, you know, Mama was saying a lot of very bad things. Then there came a point where Mama started telling people that Nicole was getting molested by her father and she was liking it. I don't care what type of situation is going on if you are a mother who thinks your child likes to be molested by their father we are in a dangerous and very toxic place there was also a point where the conversation went to maybe one of Nicole's older children is the child of their daddy Nicole's daddy like mama was going hard in the paint um mama was so much against nicole because nicole would not believe that she was molested that um at, at a teenage time mama put nicole in a group home um she didn't put all three of the girls in the group home just nicole and nicole had to live in this group home mama was saying that she did because she didn't want her she wished she had aborted her she just didn't you know didn't like anything about her and so you know they had a rough childhood but it got confusing because there was a point when mama let the girls go and live with their daddy so this is where whitney doesn't have a clear understanding of any of it because she felt like they were about 12, 13 years old. Mama let the girls go live with their daddy. Mom, Whitney was like, but if he molested me and you didn't want me around him for all these years, why now is it okay for me to live with this man? And mama's story was that they were older. They could fight him off. They could tell the truth about you know what he was doing if he tried to do anything to hit them in the, their later years okay I don't understand but that was mama's justification but then we get to the truth which is mama was dating a man 
let's just say the man's name is Fred. I don't remember his name, but mama was dating Fred. And she loved Fred. She said Fred loved her. They wanted to be together. Love and happiness, right? But then something happened with them that mama ended up cheating on Fred with daddy. Mama got pregnant and she had to tell Fred, oh no, I've been messing with daddy. He gonna be a daddy. I don't know what to do. Love me anyway. And Fred said, cool, I got you. I'ma love you. But we can't tell daddy that he, you know, he got any kids on the way. And mama said, I can't do that because I don't want my children to not know who their father is. I feel like children should know who their father is, so I can't lie to them. Well, Fred said, cool, but if that's what you want to do, you will have to go on over there with him because I can't rock with that. So mama lost, she felt like she lost the love of her life. And so she was upset with being pregnant. And because she was upset with being pregnant, she was upset with whatever child was going to come out of that womb. Okay? It happened to be Nicole. So mama started taking her anger out on Nicole on the fact that she had to be without the person that she loved because of this um, lustful act that she decided to do. Okay? Um, and then I think it was double, double for Nicole because not only was she upset that she, mama upset that she lost the love of her life because she had gotten pregnant, but then daddy was in love with his baby. Like I'm a dad. I want to be a dad. I don't care. I'm dead all up and through these streets. And mama was like, oh no, I'm really not going to like this baby because he doesn't love me. He loves our baby, okay? And let me just tell you guys, there are some of you out here who got to look deep inside and say, am I treating my children fairly based off of my feelings for their father? Now, I'm not one to say nothing about how many baby daddies you got, how many kids you got. We all know I got five, right? So it does, that's not the, the thing. The thing is, is are you treating your children, if you have more than one father of your children, and even if you don't, even if you don't, because this mother has all her kids by the same man, are you treating your children according to how you feel about their fathers, or are you just loving your children because your children are your children? Because they don't owe you any part of your life back. And mama on this story was taking out part of her life being gone on a child who didn't ask to be here. Who didn't ask her to sleep with the man that she did. Who didn't, didn't ask her to not think about what you know, having sex with a, a man would, could lead to. No, your kids aren't asking, aren't, don't owe you for that. And so if you are taking things out on your children, evaluate yourself because they don't owe you anything and they ain't did nothing to you. Let's get back to the story. Okay, so Nicole has just been 
having this argument for years with Whitney because she has been on the side of daddy has not molested us and Whitney has been on the side of he probably did because why would mama lie about that okay that has been their fight and instead of being able to have that conversation they have an argument about every other little thing they could think of to you know get at each other at all times so there was a point when um the dad got to tell his story, his version of the story, you know. Then Ayala had them all go into this room. It was called the truth room. There was like um, brown paper up, taped up on the walls with questions around them. Like, what's the truth? What is a lie? What do I need to know about myself? What do others need? What do the rest of them need to know about me? Those kind of things. And Ayala had all of the women put answers to those questions in that room you know on those walls and so then Ayanna brings Nicole in because they you know they went in one by one and the last person that went in was Nicole and she told Nicole that the reason why she had to bring her in last was because um Nicole's brand of truth doesn't take into consideration Um, anyone else's you know truth and sometimes that is a that is a statement for a lot of people it's like we forget that just because we have a truth about how we experience life and situations doesn't mean that the next person doesn't have their own truth about how they experienced it and so what happens a lot of times is this when people get when people feel like somebody isn't agreeing with their truth when okay let me help let me say it this way if i have a truth about a scenario and then you start to tell your truth about that same scenario if i feel like you're you're not telling the same story i'm telling automatically i start to feel attacked because i feel like you're calling me a liar about my truth and that is where the statement, you don't take anyone else into consideration when your truth, sorry guys, my notes are falling. Um, that's when you say that you don't take into consideration me and my, my truth when you're telling yours. And so you have to understand that every just because people are telling their side of a story doesn't mean they are calling you a liar. It means that they aren't looking at everything from the same perspective that you are. And so it's okay that I see some things differently than you. I'm not saying that you are lying. I'm just saying that this is what it looks like from over here. You understand? And so if we can't understand that other people do have a truth that won't line up completely with ours we can also understand that there's a, a time and a moment when we can come together and i can say to you so why don't you see why do you see it or how do you see it that way because i remember these things happening and then you can say yeah i remember those things happening but i don't remember one of those happening exactly that way that doesn't mean that i'm telling you that it is a lie i'm telling you that the way that i remember it isn't the same so sometimes you got to take other people into consideration and take off your attacks because that again 
speaks to you are responsible for your triggers. So if I'm telling you something that I see, you don't have to be triggered from that. You allow yourself to be triggered from that. Just saying. So at the end of the first episode, yes, right, y'all, we already at the end of the first episode. At the end of the first episode, um, they start talking about we're going to get the, the lie detector results because, okay, the whole the mom and the dad agreed to take a lie detector test to ask the questions about the molestation. On the second episode, it starts immediately. What are the lie detector test results? The question that they asked the dad was, did he, did he touch his children inappropriately? Did he molest and or rape his children when they were younger? The question they asked the mom was, was she feeding her children a lie about them being molested by their father? Um, when they got the test results back, it was still the mom and the three girls. And the test results said that the mother was being deceptive. Um, which means that they were saying that she was not telling the truth. Those same results also said that the father was not being deceptive on any of his questions, saying that the father was telling the truth. (laughs) Can you imagine being, I think these girls are about 25. Can you imagine living a good 20, 23 years of your life? Thinking your father molested you because your mother told you that she did, that he did. So Whitney at this point is immediately toe up. Like she just break down crying and mama come talking about. So then what happened then? So then what happened then? Ma'am. They told you 20-something years ago what happened. They told you there wasn't any molestation going on. They told you your daughter's hymen was not broken. They told you that that stain that you saw was a popsicle. What do you mean what happened? So, Nicole starts in on, you took everybody away from me. You took my dad away from me. He was the only person that loved me and you tried to take him away from me. I didn't have nothing but cousins. I didn't get to, you know, have a relationship with my sisters. I didn't get to have a relationship with my mama. Like I didn't get to have a relationship from anybody. You took all of that from me when you put me in those the group homes, when you said all the words, you took love from me. And I, she and, and at that point, Nicole is still like, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Why did this happen? Like, why, why, why wasn't I deserving of love? You took your love away from me, right? Then Whitney comes in and goes, you had daddy because Whit- Nicole ended up living with her dad. And when Nicole ended up living with her dad, Whitney's now saying, well, you had daddy and all of the family that daddy had. And I didn't have any of those people because any time that I was able to go around them, I feel like everybody was treating me as though I brought the allegations upon daddy. 
Whitney was saying that they treated her as though Whitney said, daddy touched me, not that mama said it. And, but now Whitney was going along with the story that was told to her and fed to her. So, you know, for a bunch of people who feel like he didn't do it, you not saying, you not also saying he didn't do it. They, I guess they were taken out, out, out on her, but as a three-year-old or a two-year-old, I don't know if he did or not, but my mama keep telling me he did. And why would my mom tell me that he did if he didn't do it? So I have to believe that it's the truth, right? So Whitney then tells mom that she needs to own this lie. You need to own that you lied. Like, just come on. And then it comes out more story about mama. Mama was molested. She was raped. Let's not say molested. Mama said she was raped when she was 12. And um, so the, the story seems to be that because mama was raped by somebody that they bleeped it out. I'm going to just assume it was somebody that she knew. Um, either a family friend or a family member um, at 12 and apparently nothing was really done about that mama then decided ain't nobody gonna do nothing to my babies and so the first thing that looked like it could have possibly maybe could have been something inappropriate mama jumped quick right but that's not okay because you were all because you were told that what you thought, although you did the right thing by going to having her checked, you did not do the right thing by taking the results. And then you fed these children a lie for years that created a storm inside of them that needed to not be there. Because these girls did not need to walk around thinking that they were molested by their dad. Cause they weren't. And so then we get this whole story about Nicole being upset with mama still because mama said that the reason why she thought Nicole was molested was because at some point they told mama that Nicole had a yeast infection when she was little. But mama was just like, yeah, she got that yeast infection because she over there having sex with her dad, but never got her checked. So Nicole was like, you was protecting Whitney when you thought Whitney was molested. But when you thought I was molested, you just start telling everybody I'd be over there and getting molested and liking it. So like where, when, when and where was, was the love going to show up for me? Because you just never made me feel like that. So Nicole said like, you know, you never saw me as your daughter. And like, okay. Guys, we getting heavy, so some of us need to just breathe right here. Because there is for lots of us the truth that we know and our parents did not see us as, as their children. They saw us as hindrance to other things that they wanted to do in life. And therefore, they treated us as such. Now, I'm not... Um, there, I know that there is a space where there are a lot of grown people who to this day feel like they know 
that their parents treated them less than what they wanted. And Nicole was telling her mom, you didn't see me as your daughter. And then she started crying and saying, but I wanted you to. Sorry, guys, the notes just ain't going to stay up. Um, So she was saying to her, I just, I wanted you to. I wanted to be your daughter. And there were so many times that I wanted to be your child. And I wanted you to be my mom. And I just didn't know what to do or say to get you to love, like for love to come out of you for me. Um, Nicole went so far as to say that when you go to, her mom's house there's pictures of Brittany and Whitney on the wall and there ain't not one picture of Nicole her whole childhood her whole adult life thus far it, there's no pictures it's like mama doesn't even acknowledge her as a person like she doesn't even acknowledge that she comes came out of her however way you know she may have birthed her um and then this is when Whitney and Nicole had the conversation about, you know, I had, I had, um, you had daddy and, and, um, I didn't have daddy and none of those things. And Nicole was trying to explain to Whitney, you had mama and she loved you and she cared for you and she loved you and cared for you. Like she was focused on you and Brittany and y'all just had all of her love completely. And you knew that. I was over with daddy, but daddy didn't have full focus of love for me because he was also sitting around longing to be with the two of you, which is something mommy never did for me. Mommy never was sitting around going, I wish that I could see Nicole. She didn't care about me. So I had to not only know that my mom didn't want me but i knew that my dad wasn't even giving me all of the love that y'all were receiving because part of him was still hurting about not being able to have you two and so i didn't have full and complete attention of this man because this man was still having his attention on why he couldn't be with you all and so these two girls have been butting heads because of the love that they they thought that they not that they thought these are their their parents they were butting heads because of the the thought of the love that they wanted to have from the other parent and not having it and then also being upset because the other child had it and it's like you guys are fighting the same fight just on on two sides of the same coin that's all and so they you know they were having some discussions um Brittany then chimes in, the younger one. She chimes in and starts talking about how Nicole is violent. She's violent around her kids. Um, Not towards her kids, but in the presence of her kids. And so they have this whole conversation about Nicole. Brittany bringing up the scenario where they got into an argument at Nicole's house. Nicole, knowing that Brittany is not going to fight with her, Grabbed her up, pushed her, pushed her into the house where the kids could see her, put her in a headlock, was, you know, punching her and things like that. Um, And Whitney um, was, you know, basically like, oh, but what was you doing? What was you saying? What was you doing? And then Brittany was like, you don't you don't even really be around your kids because, you know, you just leave your kids. And so then 
uh, Nicole jump jump up ready. Like, uh-uh, we about to fight about this. Don't start talking about me and my kids and that I don't be around my kids. It's not whatever. Now, of course, this is a trigger because she's saying, do not tell me that I don't want to be around my kids. When I don't, don't start calling me mommy. Like, don't start saying that I don't want to be around my kids. Like, mommy didn't want to be around me. I don't do that. And I don't know if Brittany understood how much of a trigger it was, but it was a definite trigger. So they, she ready to fight. They take the girls out of the rooms, you know, separate them and everything. And, um, we get to this conversation between, um, Nicole and Ayala, where Ayala is telling Nicole, you know, you are, you are, you are a dangerous person. You're violent. Your words are violent and your actions are violent. And Nicole's like, yeah, I'm aggressive, you know, basically feeling like she's justified in being aggressive because she has been fighting this fight of daddy ain't did nothing. So because nobody's listening to her, she can fight, fight about it. And that's just not okay. It's just not like you can't, you don't get to do that. Right. So, um, Ayala tells her, listen, you got options here. Everybody got options all the time. She says, you can let me help you deal with your aggression and help me help you to learn how to listen. Because every time somebody starts to speak, Nicole Mouth just start talking. That means you ain't listening. It means you heard one or two words, decided you was going to defend and fight to the death off of those two words. And so, but you haven't heard all of what is being said. So you don't even know where this direction is going. You just decide you're going to lead it. And your lead is always to the wrong street. Okay. So she said, you can help me. Let me help you deal with your aggression and let me help you learn how to listen. Or you can help, let me help you get a car because you can go. That's just it. So Ayala's like, uh-uh, you don't, they triggering me and, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones doing it. And Ayala did, that's where we get that statement. You are responsible for your triggers. Nobody knock you off your block. You take yourself off. Every time that somebody says something like, oh, they going to make the ghetto come out of me or they going to make the whatever city you from come out of you or they going to make the whatever neighborhood you from come out of you out of me that's you saying I am ready to fight as long as a person says the right thing to me for it that is not anybody knocking you off your block that is you saying I'm I'm halfway off it anyway so I'm just waiting for somebody to do something because I want to jump down you you're responsible for the triggers what triggers you you need to figure out what you need to do to calm yourself, to not to go crazy. And so Ayala was telling her, like, what do you want to do? Ayala was also saying that nobody was willing or able to accept the truth of the other person's perspective. I know I already talked about this. Sometimes, again, sometimes we have to understand that based off of life situations and life conditions and how we are treated by our parents and the order of birth and 
um, the type of day we was having that, that day. We're not going to see things the same way. And so, therefore, you have to accept that there is truth in my perspective that may not line up with your truth. You don't got to argue and fight it. And you don't have to make people see things from your way all the time. You have to understand that if you are fighting to the death to always be right, you don't really care <laughs> if people understand you. You just care that people tell you you're right. And right ain't always peaceful. And it isn't always loving. So Ayala then has the woman come back to the room. But Nicole said, Ayala's telling Nicole, like, you're the one who called, who wrote in. Because she was talking about you wanted to come to a peaceful resolve with your sisters. But now you're the one, you know, talking about you ain't ready for it. And Ayala then, Nicole says, well, I'll, you know, I, I want to sit in the room. And I want to listen, but I don't want to sit in the same lineup with them. So she takes her chair and moves it. She isolates herself from the group, Okay. So then when they come back in, Brittany then wants to apologize to Nicole, telling Nicole, I knew that that was a trigger and I shouldn't have thrown it at you. I shouldn't have tried to push that button. But then Ayala says something that a lot of people need to hear. Like this one was a, this one, this episode was one of the ones where we were just like, a lot of people need to hear this. And I, I, I was, anyway, I was like, oh, y'all need to hear this. Um, which is... There's a lot of people who don't mother badly, but are still bad mothers, right? So that means that you you could provide for your kids, like you can you can buy them, you can make sure that they have food, clothing, lodging. You can make sure they got the best, cutest shoes and they hair always done. And you can make sure that they go to the nicest little private school and you pay for it and everything. But that don't mean that you don't. You're not a bad mother because when you speak to your kids or the way you behave around your kids, that is toxic or it could be. And if it's toxic, then that still makes you a bad mother. And I ain't saying it. Well, I'm co-signing it, but I I didn't say it first. I y'all did. I'm just saying like, we don't understand it. If we are like constantly intoxicated or, um, uh, if we are high around our children, we are not being the best parent that we can be. We're not. And our kids are not thinking you look lit. They like for real though. Um, you know, we're bringing in companion after companion after companion. And our kids don't know, you know, who, who is what and what's going on. We really ain't being the best parent if our kids can see that. That's just the honest truth. Um, if we talk to them and say, you know, what's up, little blanket and blank, and, you know, they bad. My kids is bad all the time to them. We are not being the best parents. We're being toxic to their spirit. And that's the truth. Your kids can have one of the flyest tennis shoes and you still say reckless things to your kids. You messing up their spirit. They don't care about them shoes when they 25. So Ayanna was saying, if that's what is happening, then we need to call that out so that we can help her to be a better 
mom. Um, because the truth is, and this is this is one of those things that I don't know if I've covered yet, and I'm going to go and make sure that I haven't. Because if I haven't, we might be talking about that next week. Um, it or or I'll probably be talking about it on my on my YouTube channel. Um, we'll be talking about underneath. Underneath mom and underneath wife and underneath girlfriend is just you. And like the things that make you you need to be addressed so you can be a better mom or a better wife or girlfriend or friend sometimes to the people around you. But you aren't addressing the things that make you you other that don't have anything to do with the other titles that you hold. And a lot of times, and in this, in this scenario, the underlying thing is that Nicole is hurt and felt abandoned as a child. And that abandoned child has not been addressed. So she does a lot of things and a lot of acting up that then causes her to not be the best in the other positions that she holds because the, the child that was not addressed will rage up from out of, you know, of nowhere all the time. Um, so then when that happened and Nicole starts to be like, but can I say one thing? Can I talk about the one time when? And so Ayanna said, we can't keep on bringing up the narratives. And so this is one of those things that happen in a lot of families all the time. You will have an issue with somebody. And instead of speaking on the main issue that is the problem, you will bring up all these small little things that they have done that have been triggers to the main thing that you are upset about. You know what I mean? Um, so if I feel like you don't acknowledge me as a child, instead of saying outright, you don't acknowledge me as a child. What I'll do is I'll be like, oh, um, remember that one time we went to the house and you gave them ice cream. And then by the time it was time to get ice cream for me, you was like, there ain't no more money. Mom going to be like, there wasn't no more money. But I did try to get you an X, Y, and Z. You're like, nah, you didn't. Uh, 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 uh. Remember that one time when we were supposed to be going to uh, the store and I said I wanted a blue shirt, but you let her get the blue shirt and I had to get the red shirt. That's not the real issue. The real issue is you trying to say you don't acknowledge me as a person and you always give me, sometimes you, you don't give me nothing and, and other times you give me the bear. And so the narrative's got to stop so you can get to the main core issue. Okay, let's keep moving on. Um, we get to the fact that um, Nicole gets upset again because they won't let her talk about the narrative. So she go out the room. When she go out the room, Ayanna ask her, like, what you doing? Is you in the process? You waiting in the process? Nicole starts talking about, I want to see my dad. How come I can't ever see my dad? I need to see my dad. And Ayanna says to her, you can't see your dad because even though these other three women have been going this whole time, uh being like 
you know, living with this whole lie that he's molested her. You too have been sucking the life out of him because you keep making him have to deal with you and all your volatile stuff to prove that he loves you because your mama don't never treat you like she loves you. So you're being toxic to him too. So he signed up for this process and the process say he can't see you yet. So he ain't going to see you yet. What you want to do? Um, and I was like, child, that's a lot. So they end up going into the room where daddy gets to get the results. And he's sitting across from mama. I only sitting in the middle of them. And I only gives him the results, tells him the result. The lie detector results say you were not lying. You did not molest these kids. And they say that mama was lying and she been feeding these kids lies for forever. Ayola then says, <laughs> Ayola then says to the mama, do you have anything to say to the daddy? And mama jump in like, yeah, I want to know why I can't, why didn't you try to fight for them no harder than you did? Ayola asked the mama, what was he supposed to say? He already said I didn't molest them. I love my kids. I want to be with them. What was he going to say to you that was going to make you shut up this lie that you've been carrying for 20 something years? That was going to make you just stop it. And mama didn't have no answer for it. And there's some of you out there right now who have been <laughs> giving off, living some kind of nonsense that lets you get with the rah-rah and justify it, makes you in your head somehow justify getting with the rah-rah when nobody could say nothing to you for real to change your, your point. And you keep wanting your... Yeah, baby daddy your uncle your grandma your best friend to do or say something but the truth really is that there ain't nothing they can say to you to get you to change so it's not them it's you and you need to evaluate that because you're responsible for your own triggers okay so um Whitney tells mom that she needs to say it out her mouth, that she acknowledges that she lied about um, saying that the dad raped, that she lied about the dad raping them. And so mom says it, you know, she does the apology, asks for the dad's forgiveness. Dad tells her no, he ain't going to accept it. And mostly because, and this is something sometimes we don't know, we need to teach our children this. Just because somebody tell you they sorry, or apologize don't mean you have to say that's okay it may not be okay today it may take you some time to get over it and if you're somebody who's apologizing to somebody you on the day when you apologize don't mean you owe forgiveness on that day that just means that that is the, the first day of your changed behavior where you ain't going to do whatever you was doing again you're, that's what that means. It doesn't mean that that person is going to automatically just forgive you and the slate is white clean. The people ain't Jesus. I'm sorry. So it doesn't work that way for for the people. And so um, dad said, no, I don't accept your apology. The mom starts with this whole, the dad beat me up and he was doing all of these things. And the dad was like, listen, I did. I hit you one time when we were younger. And I then promise you that I would never hit you again. And then once I promised you I was never going to hit you again, you kept coming for me. But I never did it. <laughs> 
and mom's like, hmm. So they went through a whole bunch of the mom apologizing to Nicole about I shouldn't have said anything. But she did admit finally that she didn't want a child. And she did admit that she was cold and and um, unopened to Nicole because she didn't want a child. And she had to tell her the same thing that we had talked about um, on the episode with Monifa and her daughter Akemi where she it it wasn't Nicole specifically that she didn't want it was just a baby that she didn't want and Nicole happened to be that baby so it wasn't a personal thing but it happened personally to her good thing is Ayala did um offer everybody counseling family counseling and personal counseling and I believe that a lot of them took it so the follow-up was that the dad was now building a relationship with all of his girls getting to see all of his grandchildren and all of that wonderfulness and that the girls were starting to have a bond together they didn't say anything about mama or what she had going on so I don't know what was going on with her but if I was any of these kids I don't know that I would be talking to her anytime soon Anyway, guys, (laughs) it's a lot. I know it always is, but meet me back here every week and we can talk about more things. Don't forget, catch me over on Instagram at Just Saying Podcast. I'm there all the time, putting up all kind of things for you to think about. I'm also on Twitter at IJS Podcast. You can see me over there because I'm always putting up my thoughts over there. Um, The YouTube channel is rolling. I'm going to put that in the um the link to that in the show notes that means you got to scroll down a little bit but that's okay you guys should be scrolling anyway especially if you're on itunes so that you can subscribe to the podcast and um leave a review which i know i've already asked you to do but i'm asking you again just to remind you don't forget guys you don't got to take anything i say as fact after all i'm just saying